Welcome to this brand new episode of the Marketing Technology Podcast. This podcast is hosted by Mark van Horek and myself, Elias Krum, and brought to you by Marketing Guys, the MarTech agency based out of the Netherlands. Welcome to this new episode of the Marketing Technology Podcast, on which I today have a fellow that I recently met in Portland, Oregon, Chris Mendoza. He's the director or senior director of support and services at Acton Software. Welcome, Chris. Could you introduce yourself? Hi, thanks, uh, Elias. Um, yeah, so as you mentioned, I am the Senior Director of Support and Services. Uh, I had uh, a couple of teams here at Acton, including the support team, uh, North American support team, uh, pro services and deliverability. So I visited you guys back in November, so November 21. Um, when uh, when we when we still could travel, I, I think uh, it's 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 going to be hard to travel again. But anyways, I, I enjoyed my time there, and you introduced me, or it could be some of the colleagues to the to the lumber sexual there, which you actually are, right? A lumber sexual. Explain <laughs> explain to the audience what that is, Chris. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, it was great to see you last month as well. Um, I think there, that's sort of a, a Portland uh, unique thing. Uh, it's very much a, a casual dress of, you know, kind of a, a plaid and uh, flannel sort of type, um, but kind of upscale, you know. People, <clears throat> people should look at your LinkedIn profile and then they know what you mean. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But anyway, so I, I really enjoyed the time being there and, and during that uh, that dinner that we had um, after some some meetings, uh, we, we brought up the podcast and you actually explained that it would be very nice to, to talk about uh, software as a service, so a SaaS company that you are and, and specifically about onboarding new customers because that's an important topic. You, you are responsible for that at Acton. Um, Acton is a SaaS company. So for people that don't know Acton, could you briefly explain what Acton does? Yeah, yeah. So we're a uh, marketing automation platform um, allowing, you know, marketers to to use the service to, um, uh, you know, collect data on on users, um, use data um, intelligently to make, uh, you know, software or marketing campaigns. Um, <clears throat> so yeah, we, we specialize in, in several different channels, including email and SMS. Mm -hmm. Um, and as you mentioned, yeah, my team is responsible for onboarding all new customers, uh, into that platform. Cool. So I typically refer to Acton because I'm, we, we're an agnostic agency. So we we're one of the partners at, at Acton, but we also reach out other stuff. But one of the mm -hmm. things that I enjoy about the Acton product is that it's, that it's actually a best of breed solution. So it's actually a best-in-class marketing automation solution that really ties into your the rest of your MarTech stack. So if you're re really looking for a best-of-breed solution in marketing automation, Acton is, is one of the best choices to do. Um, mm -hmm. And then you could hook that into your CRM, like, like Dynamics natively and Salesforce and NetSuite, all those kinds of solutions, but also into dashboarding software, into webinar software, into all kinds of, of stuff. Um, which is different from, for example, a, a Salesforce a marketing cloud or, or HubSpot, which are all-in-one solutions, right? Right, right. Yeah, I think our solution is great for, you know, it's a low barrier of entry. We, we feel, you know, looking at the competitive landscape. Um, so, you know, we, we really do specialize in um, a couple of different sort of customer profiles, which <clears throat> are the ones that are, you know, making the leap into marketing automation coming from an ESP 
wanting to get into more, you know, intelligent data gathering, um, marketing plans, uh, and, and also the, you know, the disenfranchised who are, you know, maybe, um, not so happy with the complexity of, uh, the other, you know, platforms that you mentioned, um, as they require just a, a lot of time and effort to set up, maintain, uh, and deploy. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So, um, you are a SaaS company, so Acton sells its software on a subscription. So very important mm-hmm. to have happy customers because they won't renew if they're not happy. Um, right. And a happy customer starts at onboarding, right? Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. So what? Yeah, yeah. Go ahead because you you have a lot to say about onboarding. Yeah, you know, it's something we've thought about a lot, and I think um, it definitely starts. I, I feel it starts even before onboarding. It's uh, it's definitely. Um, uh, you know, a topic of discussion during the sales process as well. Um, we, we try and get in, in front of those conversations as much as possible, just so the customers know and are aware of what, you know, what onboarding looks like here at Acton. Um, but yeah, I think we've spent a lot of time thinking about what's best for our customers, uh, you know, for, for a while now. And I think, you know, we're, we're constantly iterating on what, what we're delivering as far as, um, you know, the all-inclusive package of onboarding. Um, our you know, time to ramp is pretty short, six to eight weeks typically um, to get customers up and running. And so we have a sort of a small window to make a huge impact there. Um, you know, and, and you know, I think being a, a sort of mid-sized company, we're, we're pretty agile in the sense that, you know, we have dedicated uh, learning consultants uh, helping customers to onboard, educate them, get them implemented and, and sort of implement some of the use cases that they're interested in uh, building out. Cool. So those uh, specialists that help you, uh, to onboard new customers, mm-hmm. do they have like a, 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 a plan that follows certain steps or what is your secret to success and what would be some of the best practices when, when, when you have to onboard new customers? Yeah, uh, yeah. I'll talk about, you know, a couple of different things that are important to us, which is one, um, you know, there's a, there's, there's a technical implementation uh, aspect of, of all of our customers. You know, you have to have a uh, domains pointing in the right direction. You have to have DNS records and they're pretty technical. So for us, there's, there's sort of table stakes to make sure and ensure that, uh, you know, our customers are uh, online set up correctly and are identified as their business um, to other email recipients. So we spend a little bit of time on that. Um, and, and also, you know, I think for us, it's a, um, it's, uh, you know, delivering more of a customized um, onboarding plan, depending on um, where the customer is in their sort of maturity uh, timeline. Um, and as I mentioned before, you know, some of our customers are moving from ESP to marketing automation. And so we spend a lot of time really thinking about their marketing strategies. Um, you know, part of my team is, is uh, also has uh, marketing automation consultants who can come in and, and assist even during that onboarding process to help build out some of those plans. Mm-hmm. For those that are a little bit more mature and kind of moving from another platform, an MA platform, um, we spend more time on the implementation and sort of like migration services. So moving data over, um, implementing their landing pages, emails, um, you know, uh, beacon trackers, things that are collecting all of this data for them so that they're not missing a beat when they migrate from one platform to another. Mm-hmm. And I think for, for us, you know, the time to value is super important. So again, you know, short implementation period, we, we spend some time with the customer doing uh, one-to-one, uh, you know, meetings. 
And then there's a education component where we have them go through a workshop um, to kind of learn the in and outs of the platform. And then for us, we, you know, we want to ensure that they're in a good safe spot to, to start sending emails. So we, we do spend uh, a lot of that time in implementing some of their strategies, whether it's, you know, building out an automated program or, um, you know, a newsletter or whatever that may be. Okay. So typically when we onboard customers onto a marketing automation solution like Acton, one of the steps that we also make sure that is always in the plan is like the first steps to success or a short-term success plan. Is that something mm-hmm. you do as well? You know, I think it's something that we we have in, in a conversation probably later in the onboarding. I think for us, um, this is probably an area for us to improve where we can, you know, have that conversation earlier in the sales cycle where we can start to help sort of shape what that plan is. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, I think for, for us, um, one of the big things we're, we're trying to implement is, is just that, is carrying the, you know, the narrative from the, from the sales team over to the PS team and then into the, you know, once they graduate to the CSMs or AMs. And that way they, we have a continuous flow of, uh, of data and information and we know exactly what the customer is trying to accomplish. Mm-hmm. Um, so that, that is something we're, we're improving on next year. Okay. So one of the other things that I'm curious to find out here is um, how much time do you spend on onboarding? Because when you take a look at the different marketing automation vendors' websites, Mm-hmm. They all have onboarding packages and some of them start even at like, like 500 bucks. Uh, so in, in, to my opinion, that could only be like a couple of hours, but um, other ones have like onboarding packages that, that are like 15, 25, 35 K. Mm-hmm. Well, how, how do you define how much time to spend on a successful onboarding? Yeah, I think for us, it's um, we do have different packages for for onboarding. I would say the most common is our standard, uh, what we call fast track onboarding. Um, but we do have packages for you know customers coming from Marketo uh, with a huge migration package, right? So it's taking a little bit more time. Mm-hmm. Um, I think for us, it's pretty standard as far as the the time that we spend with the customers. Again, we have you know standard set of number of meetings, uh, and then we we provide support throughout the onboarding process. Um, I think there's a, there's a good balance here. I think for, for us and here at act on, uh, you know, it is very hands-on. We have one consultant sort of a time assigned to each new customer. Um, but I think for us that works, you know, we're, uh, we have the ability now to, to spend that time with the customer. And I think for us, that adds a ton of value to getting customers online and onboarded. Um, I think in the future, you know, uh, that may not scale well, um, but, you know, we can offset some of that with technologies. Um, we're looking to implement some like self-led learning, um, you know, some of the workshops maybe in, in, as part of our learning management system. Um, so I think there's, there's for us, we're, we're okay spending, you know, a good, good amount of time, significant amount of time with our customers as we help them sort of either migrate or get implemented. But um, you know, in the future, we would like to offset some of that with with technology going forward. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So one one of the other things that that pops into my mind here when when talking to you also has to do with the alignment that you would internally need to have with your sales team because they set expectations at the customer side. So mm-hmm. they sell the solution, and 
just to give an example uh, here, you you mentioned like people migrating from uh, Marketo, for example, to to act on. Um, mm-hmm. th- those people or companies need to have like a um, a separate onboarding or are more complex. But the other one that I'm thinking here is is CRM integrations, because mm-hmm. if you want to implement or integrate your marketing automation solution with Salesforce or Dynamics or, or NetSuite or, or Zendesk Sales or whatsoever, with, with all the tools that you hook into, um, that's not only a technical thing. That, that also is like a data infrastructure uh, plan that you need to have, you need to think about strategically. Um, and the way it's often sold into my, well, in my experience, is is that it's just an easy technical integration. So sales people would tell the potential client, like, yeah, this is an easy integration, takes an hour or so. Mm-hmm. And then they got, they, they become a customer um, and get your customer support. And they expect to spend an hour on the CRM integration. So how do you how do you handle that? Yeah, you know it's funny. I have heard that happen before, um, and uh, you know I, I feel like that has maybe happened a couple of times here at Acton. But <clears throat> you know, for the most part, I think that our sales team is pretty good about pulling us in when those custom integrations do come up. Um, you know, the last thing we want to do is set the improper expectation with the customer. Mm-hmm. Um, but when they do happen, I think it's, you know, um, as if not happened often here, I, I would say that if it does, um, you know, we still would spend the amount of time that we need with the customer. Um, we would kind of help to reset expectations. We might even bring the sales team back into the conversation just so they're aware that we've kind of reset, you know, the discussion around how long it's going to implement. Um, <clears throat> cause you're right. You know, those, some of those, uh, technical implementations, especially regarding data, are, can be complex. Um, and, and some of those can take weeks to, to set up. Yeah, absolutely. And and don't don't get me wrong. I, I think it's a good thing that it doesn't happen too often in, in, on, at Acton. Um, but that uh, leads me to, to ask you, how, how do you um, prevent that from happening? Because obviously the salespeople know what mm-hmm. to sell. Do yeah, you speak th- to them regularly or how do you do that? Yeah, I think that's it. Um, it's getting in front of the sales team often enough so that they understand, you know, exactly what happens during the onboarding process. Um, you know, and if things do come up like this, it's it's a great opportunity to kind of look back and and, and work with the sales leadership team on, you know, what 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 went wrong or what you know what we could do to improve the the process. Um, you know, I think for for us, we we are trying to get in that conversation with the sales team. So, you know, all we need is 15 minutes to just say, Hey, this is what onboarding looks like um, for all of our customers. And we're happy to customize this, set the expectations and work with the sales team to properly inform the customers. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. And I think for, for us, it's, um, it's, you know, always having a strong partnership with the sales team is key Um, for us. We've been, um, you know, brought into conversations, to sales conversations. We've been um, presented at sales meetings, and so it's it's just a matter of getting in front of those those teams. Um, uh, you know, pro- providing the information that they need so that they can make informed decisions uh, as well. I don't think there's any ill will in sort of um, not setting the proper expectations. It's just a matter of um, you know whether it's misinformation or, or mm-hmm. not having enough information. Okay, fully understand that. So. Um, I love the way you 
explain to us that you first of all look at that maturity level of a customer like are they a starter are they migrating mm -hmm. from any other uh, tool then you have a plan in which you follow certain steps to onboard that customer in a successful way uh, you coordinate with sales very very well so in the end you're investing a lot into to onboarding having happy customers i can imagine that um, this also needs to be measured against certain criteria because this this all this, your department you know it's a lot of people it's a lot of investments into mm -hmm. new customers so how do you measure for success on how do you measure successful onboarding yeah that's a good question um and something we've we've you know tried to formulate um and i think it's different for every customer but it, internally you know what i think is most valuable to customers is you know the time to implementation super important. How fast can we get from zero to, you know, fully implemented? And then, you know, time to value is, you know, as soon as they sign that contract, uh, how much time will it take for them to start using the platform, whether it's collecting data, um, contacts, behavior data. Um, and so for us, you know, we try and accomplish that with alongside their own goals, right? Um, and customers will have different sort of targets or milestones that they want to reach throughout that six to eight weeks. Um, some want to do it in two weeks and, you know, that's where we have to adjust and, and hopefully, you know, help them, uh, get up to speed as quick as possible. Um, <clears throat> and I think for, for us, it's, you know, the, the, the goal for our team, the way that we see it is not only just a technical implementation and training, but it's how do we get them to start using the product as soon as possible so that they can realize value, right. Mm -hmm. Um, so that they can, these marketers can talk to their bosses to their CMOs and say, hey, we're already seeing, um, you know, great information or data gathering from Acton. We're, we're starting to send our, our campaigns. Um, we want to make sure that we're having that conversation because we know that there are different goals, um, you know, throughout an organization. Um, for us, it's, you know, what are the end user goals, which is the person in the platform making changes, updates, uh, content, what are the you know department goals so what does the cmo want out of the product and then third what are the business goals overall business goals that, that they want to achieve and so for us to understand that again that's an early conversation in the sales process that we're trying to get into and, and be able to sort of add value at every point um so that again you know there's a story behind how we've implemented act on and we're all on the same page and we're, we're hitting the milestones that you know, um, those those three sort of layers uh, that I mentioned are are hitting them as as we move along. Love it, love it. So that's all kinds of best practices, a lot of advice. I think very helpful to the audience. Um, given your experience, it it probably hasn't always gone as well as as it's going now. So, what are some of the learnings that you had? What what are some of the mistakes that you make and that we can help the audience from making? from from not making yeah yeah i think um i think i have two examples probably for that that would be the most common uh which is one you know i i, I hate to go back to it but again it's the, the early conversations around setting expectations um and then you know when we get the customer in our hands um there's sort of a, a different objective that the customer has and so we've tried to sort of you know um, you know, wedge customers into these programs that we think are the best um, for them, um, but really they're in a different space. And so it's, you know, fitting a, a 
you know, a round uh, peg in a square hole sort of situation. And, and we're, um, you know, we're flexible enough. We have a small enough team that we can be agile and flex. And I think that's probably one of the things that, you know, um, where we don't want to create a whole new onboarding program. But if a customer has needs in certain areas, let's focus on that for a little bit. Let's get that taken care of. Um, and then we can move into the standard sort of onboarding programs. Um, and so I think for, for us, it's, it's being a little bit more flexible on that in the, in the past. And I think we're doing a great job of that now as we've sort of really honed in on, you know, what our customers' needs are earlier on in that conversation. Um, and then for, for two, I, I think it's, um, you know, I think it's knowing the, your capabilities as a team. Um, so as we take on larger customers, you know, we have uh, just a handful of learning consultants, um, you know, taking on a lot of new customers. And, you know, there are large enterprise customers that need a, a lot more help. And so I think that's where partners come in to sort of offset that for us um, as, you know, your, your team and, and some other partners that are helping us to onboard, you know, enterprise level engagements that are months long, uh, where mm -hmm. we don't have the, the resources to do that. So we've been really leaning on, on our partners to, to implement those, those larger, um, you know, initiatives that, that they're just uh, resource constrained. You know, I have limited hours on my team that I can spend, have them spend uh, onboarding new customers. Uh, and so these enterprise customers can really benefit from, from going to a partner that has those resources. Love it. Love it. it Chris, it, it was great having you on this episode of the Marketing Technology Podcast. I'll share your LinkedIn profile in the show notes as well as a link to Acton's website. Go uh, take a look and uh, there is a separate section on the website about the support and the onboarding, etc. And there is a big learning community on connect.acton.com. Um, I'll, I'll put that in the show notes. Thank you very much. And I'm looking forward to have you back uh, somewhere in the near future, Chris. Yeah, thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Marketing Technology Podcast. If you enjoyed this podcast, please leave us a review on your favorite podcast platform or iTunes. Also, if you want to be a guest or know someone that should be a guest to our show, shoot me an email on e.crum at marketingguys.nl. Thank you for listening.